there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. I am Luke. I'm Salty. I'm Cam. I thought I should have worked out how to say I'm Luke in Italian and then been like, uh, hey. yeah. but I have no idea. Hey, mamma mia. Yeah. Me es Luco. <laughs> Ciao, Luke. So, welcome back, boys. Thanks. Good to be back. For the listeners. Yeah. It's like nothing even happened. No. Yeah. Although, actually, you would have noticed that the episode sort of became increasingly crazier <laughs> as we were bulk recording them before we went away yeah someone did comment on the swearing yeah uh which i think you commented on as well Ken. yeah so don't comment on the swearing i already commented on it <laughs> yeah there was too much we know there was a lot i think by the end our brains were pretty fried yeah. doing doing two My hours brain was of literally fried really if you'll recall, it was had fever brain. Oh, you had fever brain. That's right. And someone also commented we should try and have someone have a fever every week. Yeah, because they yeah. thought that was funny. That's not funny. Don't wish ill on us. No, no. well, not on me and salty anyway. No, uh, or me, yeah. guys. Yeah, sure. or Robbo. Yeah. Do you want to take that amazing bottle of wine I gave you back? A little bottle of Chianti. Yeah, yeah. smuggled it all the way from Italy. And I want to know how you did that. <laughs> So how how were your holidays, boys? Did you load up on chemtrails? Oh, I, didn't, I, I saw a lot. I didn't see too many. Uh, I looked. Yeah, I saw maybe three or four in one go one day, but that was about it. Every day, anywhere I went, chemtrails. But were they really there, or was it every day in Amsterdam just government mushy after government well, mushy? The government mushies were running hot. No, they weren't really. No. But no, there Amsterdam, Bulgaria, everywhere, everywhere I went, chemtrails. Even London I was just like I was at Stonehenge. Yeah. And I'm like, look up in the sky and I'm like, fuck it, come on. Leave the heritage sites alone. Yeah, now you're just rubbing it in. Yeah. We're getting whatever mystical powers from the, the yeah. hinges. The rocks, those fucking stupid rocks in England or whatever <laughs> Cam called them. We're getting the mystical powers. We don't need the, the government mind control drugs at the same time. Off to a great start on pairing back the potty mounds. <laughs> that was one. Yeah, one. That was two. What are you allowed on TV like to be... You know, they have rules on TV. It's like you had three an episode. Maybe that's in the US. Yeah. Not, not on Neighbours. No. No. Well, what are we going up against? Oh, you haven't seen it yet, Cam. What's that? Neighbours? You've seen Neighbours? No, no, no. The, have, you, have you watched the new Star Trek show? No. F-bombs? Yeah? F-bombs in Star Trek. Jeez. It's like a Tony Robbins. 
He drops a lot of F-bombs. Oh, does he? Yep. In his motivational speeches? Yep. Yeah, he does. And surprisingly, yeah, like you, you don't expect it. Right, that's yeah. why it's so powerful. Oh, after like three minutes, it's like, dude, slow down. <laughs> yeah. Well, because he's sort of, you've, I guess you have the idea of Tony Robbins, and this is a massive shoey that we're in. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <laughs> you have that idea of <laughs> Tony Robbins as being like, you know, just a motivational speaker. Yeah. But he sort of is just sort of breaking people down. Yeah. So that he can rebuild them. Something uh, like a cult might do. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, back on track. So that guys don't mind dating fat girls. Yeah. Is what I get from Tony Robbins, right? I don't know. Like Jack Black. Oh, uh, okay. Is that, is you know that, that movie? movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony Robbins is in it. He hypnotizes Jack Black. Ah. Uh, anyway, there's a good documentary on Netflix. You should watch it. Came what it's called. Yeah, not my on Netflix as well. Not my guru. Yeah. Anyway, what are we going to talk about today? I've just been clicking past it. I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch that. Uh, but what? what not my guru? Shallow hell. Shallow hell. Hmm. I've watched not my guru. Hmm. Uh, and I was also surprised by the swearing. Yeah. Uh, this week we're going to talk about Cuba again. Wait, when did we talk about Cuba before? Well, we, when we did JFK. Oh yeah, yeah. And we're also going to talk about Tom DeLonge. Blink One Eight Two. Yeah. What is his age? I don't know. He's like forties. Yeah, he's getting there. <laughs> Must be in his forties, right? I imagine so. That's a bit worrying. So it Cuba, reminds you of your own bloody mortality. Yeah. When they were just fresh-faced kids running around naked on a beach. Yeah. When we were just fresh-faced kids running around naked on a beach. Yeah. Now imagine if you were running around naked on a Cuban beach, mm. running around Gitmo. Yeah. But not in the nasty bit. Yeah. Which incidentally seems to have gone a little off the rails. What do you mean? Oh, I think they stopped like feeding people in Gitmo or something. Right. I'm surprised it's still like, yeah. Yeah, well, they were supposed to shut it down. It was bloody Barry Obama's plan to shut it down, wasn't it? Yeah, it didn't work. So Um, you're heading down the beach. You're like, whoa, the beach is really great today. I'll snap a photo and post it on my social medias. Hashtag love and life. Yep. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag wanderlust. Yep. Now, am I going to post that on Twitter? No. Why not? Can they get Twitter in Cuba? No. No. Well, maybe they can now. Yeah. But at the time they couldn't. I'll just post it on Cuban Twitter. Yeah. What's that called? Zunzunio. Zunzunio. Which is the... Phil Collins song. Yeah. I mean, it's Hummingbird. Yeah. I think it's the noise that Hummingbird makes. Makes, yeah. Mm, Don't know about that, guys. I was... um, Not you guys, the Cubans. I was secretly hoping you guys had pre-planned to sing Susu Studio in advance, like your previous pre-plannings. I just thought of it then. Yeah, okay. And so and the logo is a little bird, yeah. sort of like Twitter. Yeah. So it is. It is just like Twitter. It's knock it's off, knock off Cuban Twitter. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, it's just the noise that the bird makes. And that all seems innocuous. Uh, I guess in a place like Cuba, you need different forms of social media to get around the internet. So I don't see why there would be a conspiracy. Guess what? What? Only started by the bloody CIA. What? <laughs> was it the CIA or USAID? It was USAID, but you know, it was the CIA. Basically, behind the CIA. It. Yeah. So this is real. This is real. Uh, this is pretty good. I, I actually liked reading about this. So tell us what happened. So in about 2009, mm. there was a plan cooked up to buy US aid. Mm. Um, on the, I'm not saying on the back of the Arab Spring, but I think yeah. the Arab Spring was after that. Oh, no, that would be about right. Okay. And they, they kind of thought if we can get all the Cubans on a social network that we control, yeah. then we can like start sending them news they want. Uh, little sports tidbits, things yep. like that, and then slowly start sending them 
a little bit of, hey, how about this government? Yeah. Turns out we don't like the government anymore. Anyone else with me? Kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so through a, a series of sort of shell companies and um, I guess trying to work out how to do it in terms of no one could, so no one could track that it was the US government. Yeah. They set up this. Which social they obviously did not do very well. No. Set up the social network where it was on your phone. It was just over text messages because most Cubans just had classic phones. Um, and one of the problems was text messaging is quite expensive. So they set it up so people could do it for free. Mm. So you could sign up to Zunzunio, people would follow you and every time you wanted to send out a little message like a tweet, everyone gets a little text. Which is sort of like how Twitter was at first. Uh, I think Twitter was inspired by that, by the, the text message limitation. Like you used to be able to do that on Twitter. Oh, did you? Yeah, back in the day. Okay. Like back before you had a smartphone. I was yeah. on Twitter before I had a smartphone. Oh, jeez. Braggy. Same name and everything? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, so, yeah, people started using it. They started um, getting, I think they got to 40,000 followers. This was um, uncovered by the Associated Press. Yeah. There was on the um, USAID website this uh, facts versus myth kind of page where they explain the truth by the about this project yeah. and this massive failure. And one of the, the myths was there was only 40,000 users and they're like, myth, there's 68,000 users. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys. <laughs> so the, the idea was that people would, they would start to be able to get people to form little groups, right? Yeah, yeah. So people would get used to using social media. Yeah, form little revolutionary groups almost and yeah. have but, some sort of Cuban spring. But they, they've looked at the Arab spring and they're like, oh, yeah, facilitated by Twitter. Yeah. Ma- like Twitter massively instrumental in that. You know, it didn't happen because of Twitter. Like was it wasn't Twitter that... Yeah, but Twitter enabled it to happen. Like yeah. it, it was the communication. So if, if you, need to have the, you need to have a revolution as well as Twitter... Yeah, to, yeah. Have, <laughs> to have a Twitter facilitated revolution, the re- revolutionary base. It's like all of these politicians that are like, "Oh, Donald Trump tweets like a maniac." Uh, that's the secret to his success. I'll just tweet like a maniac too. Yeah. What was it annoying back in that day to get a text message every time someone wanted to tweet you? I don't know. I don't remember that those times. Right. I don't remember it at all. I just remember maybe I wasn't getting the tweets on my phone, but I could send them or something. Mm, okay. Like back way back. Yeah. Did you have a little Nokia? Yeah, I did have a little yeah. Nokia. Good phone. Um, now, one of the reasons this ran into problems was it only went for three years. Mm. It's because they tried to make it self-sustaining because like uh, the people looking after the budgets for these kind of things were like, this is really expensive. We've got huge server farms around the world. We're employing heaps of people. We've had to get like top executives who allegedly didn't know what was happening. Yeah. Um, part so of sort the, of like Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, part of the hiring process was like keeping it covert that they didn't know what was happening. Yeah. Just so they could come on and, and run it like a legitimate com- company. Yeah. Uh, and then basically it fell apart. Well, they weren't making any money so it just stopped one day. Yeah. And no one knew what was happening. Right. Yeah. Like, did they realise that you can run a tech company or a social like it's okay to not make money that's sort of how it works <laughs> yeah yeah but like if you're the government it's a different thing right yeah but like they they weren't they should have actually gotten some real silicon valley dickheads in well one of the one of the problems was they thought if we're um if we get caught doing this while yeah. we're doing it we're paying the state uh state sponsored telecommunications provider yeah. um i can't remember their name i think i wrote it down somewhere but um they're paying them a lot of money. Like they're racking up hundred thousand dollars almost in 
and text messaging feeds. Yeah. So on what time scale though? Uh, over three years. Hundred thousand dollars over three years. Hang on. Uh, oh, sorry. USAID was paying tens of thousands of dollars in text messages to Cuba's communist communications monopoly. But how often? Uh, it didn't say. Like over a week, sure, it's a bit. But over a, like a year, that's not much. But even then, like if they hadn't achieved anything by this point, and someone's like, "Hey, why are we paying Cuba?" Yeah, well, I would say it's a slow burn black op. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just relax. So basically, yeah, they, they decided it was unsustainable. And then they um, yeah. there, there was a review. So Creative Associates was one of the like shell companies. Yeah. Um, and they did a review on Mobile Accord, who was like the main company. So there's a few other shell companies involved in this. And it was like a, um, what do they call that? Net promoter score, is that what it is? Where companies ring up and say, hey, what would you score us on? How this? likely are you to recommend us to your colleagues? Yeah, yeah, so it seems to be like that, similar to that. So um, the Creative Associates, Creative Associates complained that Mobile Accord's understanding of the social mission of the project was weak and gave it three out of ten points uh, to commitment for program goals. That's a detractor. Yeah, definitely. But aren't they both... <laughs> CIA front companies? <laughs> I think so, yeah, but I don't think they knew that they were. Man, the boss of that would nail it on that undercover boss. <laughs> no one knows what the fuck's going on. That's the third one. <laughs> Are we counting? So and so they did start up another um there's another one that's that sort of took its place in the void. Yeah. So America it turns out do also have like a, a sponsored uh, TV and radio broadcast that goes into Cuba. That I think the Cuban government obviously tries to shut down. You know, yeah, we talked about that in the JFK episode. Yeah, about like how would they get the the radio? So I think the was that in the discussion of Castro interrupting Castro? To yeah, give yeah. Like Castro news. Or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so they have a, another social, or they start another social network. Mm. But then Cuba started a rival one, like an email network. Just let them on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. there's and really nothing on there. And if anyone asks up, just you know repress them. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Works for, works for everywhere else. Um, or just let them on Twitter and realise that they're just going to do dumb things. Yeah. The Arab Spring's over with. Now we're just like, I don't know, posting memes. Yeah. What's what's wrong with Cuba getting access to memes? Let the Cubans have memes. I wonder if there were memes that started off on Zunito, like people would have a little joke in it. Oh, yeah. It would have been massive. Yeah. Here's what's frustrating about Zunito. Yeah. Or Zuzunito. Right. There's two things that really frustrate me. Yeah. Number one is that they shut it down because it wasn't making any money. Yeah. That's not how social media companies work. You gotta get a private equity partner. Yeah. Just get some yeah, get some venture capital. Right? Yeah. And it's like also you're not a for profit business. Yeah. You're a <laughs> <laughs> your propaganda mission. Um, one of the things they did was like hire writers, like uh people that were used to live in Cuba that are now living in other countries to write little fun little Cuban style jokes or whatever to like inspire people yeah. and then slide in. Get like Cuban drill. Yeah, yeah, Cuban drill. Um, but yeah, it didn't take off. The other thing that really frustrates me though is that they when they shut it down, like imagine if you were huge on Cuban Twitter yeah. and then they're just like shutting it down. You're like, hang on a second. Yeah. yeah. I had a lot of followers. Yeah, I could have turned this into a Patreon. Yeah. yeah. Made a lot of money. Um, so the other one is uh, Pyramidio. Yeah, that's the the follow up. Yeah, is six hundred thousand users. So that's 
doing a lot better than the bloody 40,000. Yeah. Uh, sorry, USAID, 68,000. 68, yeah. So is this one that's been set up by the US again or is this? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Openly? Like- yeah, so this is all like an open, um, so it's called the BBG and they collaborate with other internet freedom projects, um, including like DARPA involved in USAID. So how does this um, run? How do, how do you get onto it? I don't know. I couldn't find much information about it. Like I tried to Google it and just found like I couldn't find too many recent stats on it. Uh, Twenty fifteen had stats on it, but yeah, maybe through the Tor network. Interesting. I don't know. Um, what was really interesting about this was how like useless this whole operation was. Yeah. Yeah. And as you're saying, it's frustrating to watch. It's just like I want the CIA to be better at their covert operations. Yeah. <laughs> Not to have like shitty NPS scores at the end that get made public. Yeah. Like bring back the good old days when you're dosing each other. Yeah. yeah. Rather than now when you're tanking each other's KPIs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just like just reading about it, it's just like this is so interesting, but also so terrible. Yeah. Like I feel like people start better social networks in their bedroom that are more successful mm. than this massive campaign that it just end up paying Cuba a lot of money. Let us stuff up, US government. Yeah. Now, some people who haven't been stuffing up, still in Cuba, mm. uh, possibly the Cubans or possibly a third party. Yep, Russians maybe. Yeah, maybe the mm. Russians. Uh, there's, I reckon there's a 300 tweet, tweet storm in that uh, <laughs> from Robbo. But uh, the U.S. Embassy, this has been a favourite of yours for a little while, Salty. Yeah, under, under fire. Under, under attack. Sound attack. Sonic attack. Attack, 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 attack. Uh, 22 confirmed victims of the sonic attack? Yeah. What's happening, Salty? So these people who work at the U.S. Embassy in Cuba, a whole bunch of them have reported well, like waking up at night with these intense sounds blasting in their ears that has – eventually led to them having all these health problems. Mm. And the US has basically come out and said, right, Cuba has been using sonic weapons on our people and they kicked the Cuban diplomats out of the US yeah. over it. So that was the result of that. Yeah. Was, yeah, right. So, yeah, somehow, well, it's weird because is it happening or not? Mm. People, some of the diplomats were saying they woke up in their bed with this noise, like really loud cicadas or crickets, um, or, crickets yeah. in their ears. Did you guys have a listen to the noise? Yeah. 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 And I was listening to it and I was like, oh, should I be listening to this? Yeah. yeah. What if they're <laughs> fucking me up by proxy? Um, so, but the, they said if they got out of their bed, they couldn't hear it anymore. Got back into bed whoa, and it was there. Right. So it's like it's some sort of targeted audio sure weapon. Sure, they just went hitting the rums. Well, this is the thing. There's been a few experts in the US that have come out and said, you know what this sounds like? A bit like mass hysteria. Yeah. And these are all people who work closely together in a pretty high-stress environment, Although, in a pretty high-stress job. Yeah. There, there were a few other people that got it too right. that weren't in – so there were a few CIA people apparently in Cuba who suffered the same thing. Right. But again, that is a, that's also a high-stress thing. Yeah. And also, if, that's if bad. If you're a CIA person, you're in that cer- the diplomatic circle anyway. Mm. Yeah. Because you'd have to have some sort of legitimate cover. Stop doxing yourself. Yeah. Oh, I've got a bit of ear ringing. I'm CIA. <laughs> Jeez, like CIA rubbish. 
Yeah, I was reading about experts saying like to do that, any sort of like targeted weapon would need a lot of machinery. Yeah. And you just couldn't like, I don't know, put it in someone across the road with a tiny little gun. Yeah. Because sonic weapons do exist. Yeah. Yeah, I watched a couple like of L-Rad. videos. That's the one now? Is that one? L-Rad? L-Rad. Okay, what does yeah. that one do? Long range acoustic, acoustic device. Yeah. Right. The, the police use it when they want to... Or like rescue people use it when they want to get a message really far but really clear. Mm. It's like this cluster of some sort of speaker that they've made that has a sort of semi-directional cone. And if they like want to get a – they have them on helicopters so if they're searching an area they can get a really loud message down into the area or they can tell people – a disaster's coming from quite a fair distance away. Mm. But they can also put ear-piercing fucking (laughs) (laughs) tones through it to disperse crowds. Right. Um, And it's really effective. There's videos on YouTube of them just blasting these warning tones at crowds of people standing in front of these armed vehicles and they all just grab their heads and (laughs) run out of the way because it's it's deafening. So there is the technology to direct, somewhat direct audio or you know, frequencies at people. Mm. But well, to direct it like through like through windows yeah. and then onto a bed. Yeah. So like, like are they bouncing it off a lamp or something? Don't know. Um, and some people are saying like some of the symptoms, uh, so nausea, headaches, ear ringing, yeah, that, that tracks with a big loud noise. Yeah. Like, have, some people have had like permanent brain damage. Brain damage. Yeah, people are saying they've got like brain swelling um, and struggling with concentration. Concentration and common word recall, so they're forgetting things. Which uh, I, I read a few like sort of professors talking about it. And they're like, "Yeah, that's." I don't think that that you, that's possible with sonically targeted yeah. weapons. Could check that no one left the gas on in their kitchen. Yeah. Could, could they oh, be like using? I was just been filling up with gas. Yeah, like high loud weapons isn't just necessarily screeching because they could be using like subsonic. What if yeah. they found a cool subsonic frequency that just f- liquefies your brain matter? Or they were trying to find the brown note. Yeah, yeah. This is the <laughs> they found the brain note. Or they found yeah. the brain note. <laughs> so this isn't the first time this has happened in a uh, in an embassy. Mm. It's happened in Russia. So oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, and this here basically classic Robo. They detected. I didn't write it down, but they detected a high level um, EMP electromagnetic. Pulses, like basically like the equivalent of a, a microwave, in the um, in the embassy, they thought they had a high level of sickness. And when they measured, started measuring this, they, they found they had you know these high levels. But uh, they kind of after the fact realized it was probably just listening devices. Yeah, <laughs> right. just being bugged to the, bugged to hell by the Russians. But they were being cooked a little bit as well. Yeah, yeah. Is that popcorn always puffed? So it wasn't nefarious in the sense they weren't trying to like hurt them. Mm. I was just trying to. Find out what they're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I also, I went down a rabbit hole with this one. Yeah, I saw. uh, About targeted individuals. Mm. So a lot of people think they're being targeted by noise attacks um, from around the place. And a couple people, one guy, it was like his neighbours are doing it to him and they're doing some sort of clicking and he's recording it. Um, You just hear a clicking when he's recording, but I don't know what it it was. Is it someone sitting behind his fence going, yeah, maybe. This will get him. But the same guy also had numerous videos, and I mean numerous, about car parking situations that he was unhappy with. Right. Um, one place that he was living in, someone was parking his, their cars too close to his and he had like a big rant about that. Right, yeah. um, they were doing it on purpose? According to him, um, three people were all sort of 
parking on slightly awkward angles in order to prevent him from getting his car in and out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, that's a conspiracy. Yeah, definitely. Um, J- JFK-esque. Yeah. yeah it's like Tri- Triangulated. Yeah. It's like cams. There's magnets in the shopping centres. Yeah, yeah. Deadening my battery. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a bit strange that the car would always run out of battery in the same place. <laughs> Although, actually, I um, I think I know what the go is. <laughs> right. Uh, Wait, my, have we talked about this on, on air? I'm not sure. Have I don't we? know. My car battery kept on running out in the supermarket. In the same place. In right. the same place. And it was like, I because, I you know, I'd sat there for like maybe a minute after I'd parked and like still had the keys in. So still had the electrics on, but no motor running. Mm. So it's like. Batteries should be able to hold a bit more charge than that, mm. right? Mm. You can go to a drive-in movie and leave your car on without the engine on for like a double feature. Do yeah. some making out. Still drive out of there. Not in my car. Well, I've found out the reason because, you know, I had a new battery and everything. Yeah. The reason my batteries are cooked is because uh, my glove box light doesn't turn off. Right. So <laughs> it's just always burning. Yeah. <laughs> To a minute doesn't seem. I guess it's just a waste of pleading. Well, yeah, the battery's just cooked. Yeah, yeah. So have you got that fixed? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so if you leave today, your bet your car's not gonna start. No, my car will start. It's just you can't you can't leave it too long. Could or alternatively, be. there could be bloody magnets under the supermarket <laughs> car park. Well, that happened in in Melbourne, didn't it? It was. It wasn't. It someone's doorbell was stopping people being able to unlock their cars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In like Ligon Street. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like some dentist. Yeah. And he was he was the one that discovered it because he's like, I can't ever lock my car. Yeah. Oh, it's me bloody doorbell. <laughs> but it was like doorbell. it was affecting the whole street. Yeah. So is it really so crazy that there might be magnets underneath the car park? No, it's not really. Yeah, but we know the explanation for yours. Yeah. Well, we know one potential explanation. Didn't you park As next to someone whose car also went dead there though? Yeah, I did. Really? Dead twins? Yeah. Jeez. Did you bond over it? I tried to bond with them and they weren't having it. They were oh. like, look, we've called Marshall. We don't need to talk to you now. Yeah, no bonding, no communal bonding over this. Yeah. One of the targeted individuals that I watched that was having noise problems, uh, someone was trying to reverse in their street yeah. and their car got stuck and I think they wanted to push and they ended up just yelling at each other out the door. So this guy that was like really paranoid that he was being stalked by, by the government yeah. was convinced this guy's battery or car had broken down. Yeah. And so he was just yelling outside at him. Um, and they just had the screaming match. About what was the, the other person screaming about? To help him. <laughs> just and come just, out and help you, dickhead. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He was just getting aggravated. Yeah. Uh, it was really quite quite weird to watch. And then I watched another one of those guys' videos where he's convinced that any other car parked on the street was like people going to get him. So he went out with a metal bar. Yeah. And there's a guy like pulled over texting and he's like, what are you doing, mate? Get out. I know you're bloody. He called, he called them skunks for some reason. You fucking skunk. Guys, like, what? What's going on here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm just, I'm just texting. Like, what's going on? And he's like, Ah, get out! He's like, Are you serious? He's like, Yeah. And you can see he's got a metal bar. If you're that guy's family, you've got to be like, No metal bars allowed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, once I sort of got down this rabbit hole, I started feeling a little bit sad for these people that clearly have uh, mental health issues. Yeah. Um, But gang stalking is what they call it. Yeah, gang stalking. So you, did you watch the other one where people... I've seen heaps of these. Yeah, where like one... There was, did you see the one I posted? No, I saw you post them, but I was like, I'll watch this later. I didn't realise it was so pertinent to this episode. Yeah, kind of, kind of really. a little bit. A bit of yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, all these people are saying they're being targeted by noise as well as... Right. Yeah. Um, but but they also say that when they're driving down like some random country road and there's like some hitchhikers... Oh, it was two people that looked like they were on a hike. They just come out of a hiking path. Yeah. Right. And they had their mobile phone and they're looking at it. 
clearly lost. Yeah. Like the kind of people that you look at and go, oh, these people are clearly lost. Yeah. They're looking at their phone. Looks like they're a little bit agitated. One of them's kind of turning around with their phone yeah. to get the GPS. Watching the little thing. Yeah, move. yeah. Um, and they start walking one way and this guy's got little um, annotations on his video and he's just like, you know, oh, yep, they've, they've seen me. So they're walking away and then, oh, no, message from the boss because they turn around and come back. Message from the <laughs> boss, you don't get paid unless you, you show us where he's going. Ah, oh, Christ. And then he just dry, like, dries off. It's like, But he also, he, he w- went past them. Did a Yui, yeah. went back and parked like a fair distance from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, he's watching them and, he's, and filming them. He's like, there's no way they could possibly see I'm filming them. Yeah. Now they gave, did one of them actually give the bird to someone? No, he. Um, or was he just pointing? At yeah, he was pointing. So you could see like they were getting short tempered. It was a short tempered situation where you're like, yeah. we're lost. No, we're not. And he just he pointed down the road like this way and he's like, Ugh, just raised his hand up. Yeah. And then. The guy, the guy in the car is like. Oh, he's giving me the bird. Now, how yeah. could he possibly know I'm filming him unless they have some sort of technology? Yeah. <laughs> and he replayed it in slow-mo as well. So, back so to- So, is that what's happening in Cuba? Well, the CIA are the ones behind the gang stalking normally. Yeah. Now, the bloody worm has turned, it seems. So, have you seen some people saying the Cubans are being set up? No. Because that's- I've, I did see a little bit of that. Because it's like, they're the obvious suspects, right? Yeah. Because it's happening in Cuba. Yeah. But it's like, why, why would they do that if they were the obvious suspects? And what do they have to gain from these diplomats getting headaches? Yeah. But, you know, who does have something to gain from causing this dispute? Big aspirin. Yeah, someone. Yeah. <laughs> someone does. The Russians. Do they, though? Uh, don't know. Um, Maybe if we, I mean, if we ask the bloody Russophobe like you, Robbo, yeah. they might say... Uh, well, the Russians have something to gain by, uh, you know, causing turmoil and fomenting all this trouble. And then selling the Cubans weapons. Maybe. Maybe they already sold them some weapons. They're yeah. bloody audio weapons. Yeah. Or they, just the ones they perfected in the 60s. Or just I'll, distracting people from all the stuff that's going on. Yep. Um, Sticks Hexen Hammer 666, yep. the YouTuber. Yep. I, I like to think of him as the alt right version of you, Sixenheimer. Sticks Hexenhammer. There's a yeah. bit of a crossover there. Yeah, sure. Um he <laughs> do you guys have you guys come across this guy before? No. no. He's one of the, the alt right, he's in that cabal of people. Does he have the haircut? No, he's got long hair. He looks a bit like a, a metal dude. Yeah. Um he's got six 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 in his name, so he's probably clearly a metal dude. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh he has a lot of viewers on yeah. his YouTube channel. $3,000 a month in Patreon money and he makes the most boring videos you've ever <laughs> seen. Just him to camera. Right. Just just talking shit about these Weasley theories. But is, he, is he like a Paul Joseph Watson wannabe? Yeah, definitely in that but like worse. Yeah. Um, but he, he might end up on Infowars sooner or later. So he's the worst version of the worst version of Alex Jones. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, <laughs> I, I think that other guy's the worst version of Alex Jones. Owen something. Jay Owen something. Mm. Nah, anyway, I tweeted him earlier today. Anyway, Sticks Hexen Hammer 666, he believes it's uh, Cuban nationalists doing it in order to um, destabilise and, and stop the uh, the positive steps that have been happening in terms of, you know, the Americans are getting back in. Yeah. And they've opened up, reopened the embassy and he reckons they're trying to, hey, Americans out, this is Castro's Cuba kind of a thing. Look, 
I'll say, look, I don't like the sound of this guy. Yep. Oh, he's agreeing with his alt-right counterpart. I'll say this for him, though. Very astute observation. The most obvious. Yeah, thing yeah. Thing. No, <laughs> yeah. One, no one's like, oh, it's the Cubans. Not the nationalists, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, not the, it's not the government. Um, yeah, thanks, dude. Anyway, that's what's happening in Cuba. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. Anything else to add? No. It, I was really excited by it at the start, but then it was like, kind of fizzled out a bit and then it was like oh the US are ditching the Cubans from America and then I went on holiday <laughs> <laughs> you just came back and you're like who cares I'm, yeah. I'm relaxed I'm all chilled out being in Amsterdam well so it did hit a peak when you know people's brains were melting yeah and then they're like oh let's just move away from the, the brain melting area yeah so, oh, well. <laughs> don't go near the brain melting zone <laughs> do you think it's mass hysteria I think it's more likely than not mass hysteria isn't there like physical evidence that something has happened? I don't think so. Well, so this is this is what I came across as well. A lot of doctors said it sounds like it's psychosomatic mm. stuff, which is still legitimate. People can still get legitimate symptoms from stuff that is psychosomatic. It doesn't mm. make it any less of a problem. Mm. But the problem isn't necessarily that someone's blasting them with sonic weapons. Mm. It's that they're working in a really, really stressful job in a really stressful place. They're all talking about this weird shit one of them might have had a nightmare yeah that they mentioned to someone else and then that person's gone oh yeah that's pretty messed up and then they were like that's gone into their subconscious and their subconscious has given them a nightmare about the same thing haven't they had a look inside their heads though but uh, you can still get rubbed a bit of jelly on them you well, can still get physical and symptoms from psychosomatic things so i think one of the theories was no one the, the symptoms weren't consistent across the people that had physical symptoms versus the people that didn't so they're like, well, they're probably just sick in an unrelated way. They're getting their brain melt from somewhere else. They're going through bloody TSA scanners. Yeah. Brain melts there, not in Cuba. Maybe they're having too many x-rays <laughs> to find out what's wrong with their brain. Mm. They're like, you're not supposed to have this many x-rays <laughs> <laughs> in your head. Oh, they need to do a bloody trick on them. You know the classic medical trick where you start telling them fake symptoms? Yeah. And they're like, oh, you're like, oh, you've got the thing – where your, uh, your belly hurts just on the left side. And they're like, oh, that's right. My belly does hurt on the left yeah. side. And you're like, guess what? That's not even a symptom of this illness. Yeah, yeah. pranked you. Yeah, pranked. Pranked you and proved you're a bloody malingerer. Back to work. Um, Get me the bloody Castro file. <laughs> Which one? There's so many of them. Just another stress that we have to suffer here in Cuba. Is that how you say his name, by the I way? I don't know. That's how I always said it. But I, I like, just thought DeLong. DeLong? Mm. That's got an E on the end. Yeah. I was. I thought we were going to be uh, leaning heavily on you, pop punk skater boy Robbo. I did buy the their song. second album, which yep. I think was their breakthrough album, mm. and then I traded it for two albums. Yeah. Uh, one was No Effects Liberal Animation. Yep, good one. Mm, good well, is probably not, relative not, not here. Good album, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think that one was Bad Religion Generator. Yeah. The next, wait, you said yeah. the first one was good, and then Generator. Eh? Yeah, no, they're both good. You need to sort your '90s punk priorities out. No, I would rate Generator above Liberal Animation. Good. But no effects is tricky because it's like 
their first albums are bad, right? Yeah. And then there's that sort of weird middle point where they're like better and possibly very problematic in yes. stages. Yeah. And then they like they sort of got good. Yeah. The decline. Everyone says that was amazing. Yeah. And then they they like sort of worked out how to produce their stuff properly. But then they just did, did the same songs over and over again. Anyway, do you think they've ever drunk a shoey on stage? <laughs> Definitely. Didn't the old mate uh, serve up a whole bunch of his piss? Yeah, he, the singer under his... Uh, Fat ultimate, Michael. Yep. Under, yep. As his alter ego, Cokie the Clown. Yep, Cocaine the Clown. Yes. Uh, he, I think, handed out, he was doing like a solo show that was a complete train wreck mm. and he handed out shots of yellow liquid mm. and everyone did shots and then he's like, ah, you drank my piss. And then afterwards he said, oh, he said, oh, no, it wasn't. I think he it did. It was. Yeah. Probably. I think he did a thing where he'd like filmed the show. Yeah. Or it was like it was on a screen behind him. And then after everyone had drunk the shots, he's like, press rewind on that. Fast rewind. Mm-hmm. Not, just, not just one, one. Yeah, yeah. Quick rewinds. Don't have all night. Yeah. People are <laughs> At be least like, eight. There's, yeah. a, there's another show on after this. People I gotta like, get out of the venue. Yeah. It's like Fat Mike, you're not that bigger. Pull. <laughs> you, can, you can get away with even doing an eight, like a thirty-two times rewind. Yeah, rewinds back before he comes out on stage and it showed him pissing in the thing that he was right. At. But I, he says oh, I was all just a trick. Possibly when someone was like, "You can't piss in people. You can't feed people piss." When you get to Fat Mike's age, mm. and he'll be older than Tom DeLonge, I imagine. Mm. Maybe don't do shit like that because it's dumb. Yeah, yeah. Are you saying people should be more like Tom DeLonge? No, I'm saying don't be like either. <laughs> so Tom DeLonge, Blink-182. Yep. Yep. He, he forecast that he was going to announce something a long time ago, right? Yeah. yeah. He's been uh, like talking m- it up. Months ago. Yeah. Um, and he is famously a UFO buff. Buff? Yep. Nut. Nut. Ufologist. Mm. Ufologist nut. And so people Uf- were, were spe- UFO. Yep. People were speculating about it. Um, a lot of pe- speculation that it was Pizzagate related, right? Just because Pizzagate related, people are desperate for some sort of evidence. How's it going to be Pizzagate related? I think that was about the same time as like Chris Cornell. No, who's the other guy? The guy Blin- from um, Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. Yep. Chester. Yeah. So that there's a tie in there. Um, there's Hillary emails were concerned talked about because he was in the Podesta email leak. Yeah. Uh, but he's not in there. In the, he's not in any of the pizza emails. No, because he's in the Podesta emails. Because I think John Podesta's a UFO nut as well. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Hey, John Podesta, let's get those UFO files." And John Podesta's like, "Mate, it's the first thing I'm gonna do after you know, gonna oh. get all these kids in." Yep. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pop down to Area 51. So he's been announced. He's been speculating. He's going to announce something. Yeah. And like cryptic things. It was kind of annoying though. Like he said, oh, it's kind of, I'm going to make this big announcement. And the next day it would just be like, oh, I'm on holiday. Yeah. So well, stay focused, yeah. you know. Don't go on holiday when you're waiting for the big announcement. Mm. Take the holiday after. Yeah. Now what did you think he was going to announce? Because, yeah, I think one of the leading theories is like, oh, you're going to do a concept album about aliens probably. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, people were speculating that it was going to be a Blink-182 reformation. Yeah. He's going to be back in the band. Yeah. yeah. Kick out Matt Skiba, mm. the much more talented Matt Skiba. See, even when he came out and announced what it was, yeah. I remember saying to Cam, is he just doing some clever promotion for some sort of weird concept <laughs> album? So what did he announce? Let's let's talk about that. 
Well, he announced that he's going to make help us all travel through space and time to the Stars Academy. Yeah, which is uh, I'm sure there's a mis- mission statement there somewhere. Um, but yeah, he's basically gathered a bunch of minds. Yeah, yeah. top minds. Like. Top minds. They're actually like I, I looked up all these people that he'd gathered, and they have some pretty serious. Yeah, like pretty good careers there. Yeah, and and basically they want to. Buck the conventional thinking about how we travel through space and how we explore space, mm. and look at all the out there. Well, dare I say, cooked theories yeah. floating around about how we could travel through space. Well, it's very wormhole heavy. I think. This, yeah. Uh, this proposal, he's like the Elon Musk of wormholes. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think Elon Musk is probably like, hang on, that's what I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the guys he gathered together uh, is again legitimate. You know. Uh, professor and whatever, mm. but he was also one of the people that was famously fooled by Yuri Geller into believing that y- Yuri Geller managed to trick him and another professor into believing that he had uh, psychic powers. But w- which powers did he trick him with? Was it just his spoon bending powers? Uh, and I think like remote <laughs> viewing and stuff, he managed right. to do some sleight of hand somehow. And you can't remote, you can't sleight of hand remote viewing. If you're Yuri Geller, you unless can. Unless you've got like a series of mirrors. Um, maybe he did. Anyway, Which could be how they did the sound attacks. Um, so I, I expected everyone else that was part of his lineup of like founders of this to be about that level of yeah. being tricked by Yuri Gala level, um, but no, most of them were like one of them was CIA, one of them was Lockheed Martin. Yeah, it's from Skunkworks. Yeah, yeah, yeah which, which is the the Lockheed Martin like a uh, top secret. Well, sort of their experimental division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the division where like if you're going to do a show, and you're like, oh, Lockheed Martin's massively sponsoring this. Yeah. Sci-fi show, yeah. yeah. It'll be all be about how th- you know things are going wrong, and then you'd get the notes back from the Lockheed Martin representative. They're like, "Can we have it less about how things go wrong?" <laughs> at Lockheed Martin, You're like, but that's the point of the show. Have you seen any of these shows? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I'm suffocating here. Did you- all these notes. <laughs> got the network on one side. Got Lockheed Martin. This is unbearable. Who are you, the writer in the situation? Yes, okay. just trying to write some bloody quality entertainment. Yeah, I'm trying to do fringe, but like weirdly, like it's all about how drone strikes are good. Did you see Marvel did that? Yeah, they um they Ten- teamed up with Northrop Gun- Guntram. Yeah, North- yeah, one of those. another defense contractor. Yeah, it's right. Northrop, whatever the second half of the Northrop is. Yeah, and they uh, basically did what Cam's talking about. They're going to do a comic that's like. Hey, developing weapons is cool, and this is the things we can do with them. Right? It's Isn't like, that just what Tony Stark does? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, but this thing exists, and they do some pretty dodgy things. Like, and, but it's going to be like the employees of Northrop, whatever, were the heroes, mm. right? That's like, come on, guys. Yeah. Because you already have this concept, but with complexity. Yeah. And now you're like, what if we did it where everything they did was the right thing to do? <laughs> 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 anyway, um, so to the stars. But uh, skunk works. Oh, yeah, skunks. Skunks. Are you referring back to the earlier segment? Yeah, callback. Jeez. Maybe they're on it. Um, part of this, interestingly enough, you talk about TV. Mm. The only real tangible thing I think of this so far is an unscripted reality show uh, where uh, it's going to be about the Academy, including footage of US government declassified videos of UFOs. So... That's what I expected the announcement to be. Hey, we've got this absolute evidence. Yeah. So the announcement was really, 
we're going to do a reality show where we might show some evidence. Yeah. yeah. But we're also trying to build some spaceships. Yeah. So now is this is this reality show just to trick the government into giving them the evidence? Because they're going to go to them to they're going to go to the UFO archives. Yeah. And they're like, hey, um, for our reality show, which does have like a CIA guy, it's like, a, yeah. Can we, get, can we get those videos? You know the ones. For, it's for the academy. We call it the academy. Yeah. Send, send them down to the academy. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, sure, I'll get them. So you're like, yeah, good. Can't believe this worked. And they're like, what was that? Like, nothing. <laughs> nothing. It's and, a classic trick. And they, they announced they announced one spaceship which I read about, which we'll talk about, like wormhole related. But then he also um, said another vehicle's being planned. We're aiming to build a spaceship that turns into a ball of light and disappears. Has he been just watching the new Star Trek show? Because that's kind of what happens. Yeah, right. Show. Maybe. Because like, <laughs> d- does he not realise you just can't, oh, let's we'll just build that. Yeah. Just build the most... Impossible thing to build. Cool. All right. But that's Make exactly that's it. exactly the thinking that's keeping us on this bloody rock, mate. Yeah. Ah, okay. It's robo he's thinking. trying to yeah, he's trying to buck the robo thinking mm-hmm. and get more onto the progressive cam and salty thinking. Yeah. <laughs> so so you guys where do you land on Yuri Gala? Good friend of Michael Jackson's. Okay. Yep. Well, so how would it like all right. So sure, maybe he's made up some remote viewing. Yeah. He's holding a spoon, one minute it's straight, next minute it's all wobbly. How do you explain that? So Tom DeLonge has history in UFOs. Yes. Didn't you say he was white hat? Well, yes. I found this interview from 2015 where so this is a couple of years before he's doing all this. Blink-182 mm. uh, co-founder Tom DeLonge goes mm. deep on UFOs, government cover-ups and why aliens are bigger than Jesus. Careful. And st- Didn't go well for the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, right. Does he mean in stature or? Oh, well, I don't know. I didn't really read that bit. But um, I was reading through and he, he's been deep in aliens for a long time. Um, well, you yeah, see, he starts this interview weird. When did you first believe in the existence of aliens? How did all this start? What's funny, two decades ago when I got into this, it was such a the world is flat scenario. Huh. Jeez, a little bit of predictive programming, do you think? And here's Tom running around about UFOs and they just laugh it off. But now NASA's holding symposiums on the inevitability of finding life in the universe. I don't think NASA have ever been there's no life in the universe. The Vatican's talking about it. Yes, there's life out there and how it interferes or doesn't interfere with the church's view of existence. Mm. And the interviewer goes, right. I like that they've left that in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, You have to understand, I've been involved in this for a long time. So he he goes on and on to talk about how he has sources from the government and he's had his phone tapped and there's been a lot of weird stuff people wouldn't believe if they told, if he told them. Um, But this is what happens when you start getting in on email chains with hundreds of scientists from jet propulsion laboratories and different universities around the country. You start outing senior scientists from Lockheed Martin mm. talking about the reality of this stuff. So what if this what if he outed the guy from Lockheed Martin who then teamed up with him to do this thing? He says we wouldn't believe all this stuff and all those chains and we're outing people. But he's yet to show any evidence of this. Yeah. Like just do it. Maybe so, we all believe it if you told us. Yeah. So he talks a lot about knowing people who worked at Area 51 under the gra- underground and all this kind of stuff. And he says that he had his wire, his phone wiretapped um, for some time. There was someone who was apparently gathering all these hours of top secret testimony for a congressional thing. And people from NASA, Rome, the Vatican, 
all these people were on this tape. Right. He had like 36 hours. So he had he got hold of 36 hours of this wiretapped stuff from yeah. all these people around the world who were being sussed out by the government. Yeah. But he was wiretapped as well. Yeah. But he's like he's hacked into the wiretap database. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm going to listen to all of these other but wiretaps. Re- reverse their wiretap on them. Mm. Yeah. So he said during this time he was flying this person out with someone who was Werner von Braun's right-hand man oh. back in the day. Mm. Famous Nazi scientist who come over to help the rocket the space program. Yeah. So he was flying these guys out in secret to LA to have like these clandestine meetings about UFOs and stuff like that. So he's been, he's been deep, deep in this for like a long time. Well, according to him. According deep. to him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, you know, he's, he goes on to say about how he like would talk to these people who were being mind controlled with these buzzing noises and clicking, which is similar to what we yeah, were talking about yeah. before. At 4 a.m. they were like falling to the ground vomiting because they were getting attacked by these noises. Yeah, weird. I wonder like if you're in uh, one of the biggest pop punk bands of all time, yeah. what, are there any other reasons why people around you might be falling down at 4 in the morning? They're like, oh, this noise is terrible. But this is not the... Tom DeLonge, stop playing his solo <laughs> album. This is not his bandmates. This is his, his like it's UFO groupies. mates. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, he goes on and on in this interview about talking about how he went and camped out at Area 51 with some dudes who were into it and mm. woke up at 3 a.m. and he was paralyzed, but he could hear all these people outside the tent talking, but he didn't feel threatened, but he couldn't understand what they were talking about. Mm. And he then he, he like, so he said that they, they built a fire. Mm. They said nothing's going to happen. And he said, ah, stuff like this always happens at like 3 a.m. They all dozed off. 3 a.m. he woke up. Fire was still burning. And he was paralyzed in the tent and he could hear all the people outside looking around, nothing. He couldn't understand what they were talking about, but he felt he felt safe. Mm. But he could hear them, about 20 people outside. Next minute he drifts off again and wakes up and it's three hours later. He's lost three hours of time. Yeah. Sleep. <laughs> Where is that time gone? Yeah. He probably lost it at the speed that time actually travels in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's lost it at one second. No, second. that's actually pretty weird though because I went to bed last night at about 10.30. Yeah. Ooh. 11 o'clock. Staying up late. Yeah, party boy. Went to sleep at 11, woke up at 6, 20 yeah. past 6. I don't know where it went. Yeah. So you tell me. This is why you've got to have the government mushies. Yeah. Because it's regulated. Yeah. They check, they check yeah. that it's not like soaked in fertilizer or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, he said when he woke up, the fire was out. And he turned to his two mates. He was like, fucking this weird thing happened last night. And one of his mates was like, yeah, there was all these people around the tent at about three o'clock. He was like, yeah, it was. And the other mate's like, nah, I don't remember nothing. So I was asleep. I was asleep. Right. So he lost three hours. All of the wood burnt somehow. Yeah. Now where, why, why would they take the wood? Somehow the fire was burning. Yeah. And it doesn't. Suddenly three hours had gone past and it wasn't burning anymore. But anyway, he experienced this weird thing. That That is so, like for all this shit that he's talking about, yeah. I'm in like deep level conversations, like Vatican wiretaps, yeah. plus like I heard some people outside my tent yeah. once. <laughs> yeah. See, and then I went to sleep. For all this announcement that he's put out, I w- it would be like, yeah, cool. He's trying to be Elon Musk. He's trying to be like, he's pivoting his brand mm. from punk pop to... Science and exploring the universe, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Angels and Airwaves was probably emo-y as well. Right. I guess okay. people yeah. gonna emo pop punk. Yeah. yeah, 
pivoting to legit science and space exploration. Yeah. Not yeah. like the pseudoscience of emo. Yeah. No. <laughs> Maybe two years ago, don't do an interview where you sound completely mental. But he's still sounding – like it's not like he's changed his rhetoric. Like if you were to ask him about that now, I think he's still going to say the same thing. Yeah. But they've announced this like such a like legitimate thing. Like we've got – like – like they have rockets that are going to be able to turn into balls of light, or yeah. we're this close to it. Well, you know, they, they have a reality show. Yeah, they're going to talk about doing that, and they're going to show <laughs> classified UFO files. Yeah, yeah. You know what? This would be perfect for that experience. The uh, Human Ultra Experience Database, which is one of the other. This thing isn't just about a sp- the crazy spaceships, mm-hmm. uh, which I will note can go through air, space, and water. Oh. It's pretty sweet. Using their technology. Yeah. Mm. So not unlike a, one of those planes that have floats under them. Oh, like a seaplane. Seaplane. Yeah. That's what they're called. Yeah. It seems when I read that it, they can go through space, air, and water, I was like, is this because someone you've been like ranting about this to someone? And they're like, what happens when you like hyperspace through a planet that's got water on it? Like, isn't it going to get a water in the yeah, space? Yeah. And he's like, oh, it'll go through water. What about sand? If you hide it in sand, you get sand in there. <laughs> uh, but the, they're doing other things as well, one of which is to start a human ultra experience database. This is where the TV show would be set, I mm. think, mostly. Mm. Wait, the TV show they're actually doing or your TV show? My TV show. Okay. My <laughs> okay. put upon TV show. Uh, a worldwide digital database catalog- cataloging supernormal experiences. The goal... Mm-hmm. Only creating a sneaky little algorithm to uh, work out what's going on and correlate them. Right. Okay. I just, it's just like, it's the dumb, it's just a classic dumb. There must be, I'm going to blame the, the Lockheed Martin guy. Yeah, maybe. Not, not just because he's suffocating my creative vision. Yeah. But also because it's like, oh, I want to create like a database of ghosts. Oh yeah, let's put some let's put some AI on that. Yeah, yeah. Let's do let's do machine learning for the ghosts. <laughs> yeah, right. She's Lockheed Martin. The it's, like, it's just the dumbest corporate. Well, the, thing. it's like let's take this stupid thing and machine learning that'll do it. Let's get some K, uh, bloody NPS scores done as well. KPIs. Yeah, I bet they're going to be part of it. the The lineup of guys that he's got is a lineup of old white dudes as well. Like, if you want off the wall thinking. Mm. Like, get a bit of a more of a diverse bunch. Yeah, you know, get get the bloody Donald Glover from the Martian movie. Oh yeah, the he's, he's the janitor. No, he's not the janitor. He's just he's, hanging out. He's, I think he's just hanging out in his dirty room. Yeah, like doing his crazy experiments. Yeah, so crazy they might just work. Uh, one of the other things they're doing is uh, they're going to work on brain computer interface technology. Finally, so you can plug into a plug your brain into a computer and also telepathy. Oh yeah, Yuri Geller. Yeah, mm. yeah. It wasn't. It's like so, so we got, got tricked by him once. We're not going to get tricked by him twice though. <laughs> this time I'll be on the lookout. So can't get fooled again. One of the CIA guys was involved in a lot of the, um, I think, MK Ultra stuff. Um, right. Or he was involved in, in some of that for the CIA. So I don't know. In that he just got massively dosed? Yeah, probably just got dosed <laughs> one day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I was, was involved awesome. in MKUltra. <laughs> and now we're, seeing, we're reaping the benefits of that. Yeah. And then Tom DeLong comes, like, do you want to get dosed again? He's yeah. like, shit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give me some of that bloody rock star drugs you got. <laughs> in that interview, he also claims that 
the moon landing was real, mm. but all the conspiracies were generated by the government. Okay. To make to make sure people are asking the right dumb questions. I don't understand that. Control Logic. if you control the you do the thing and then you control the conspiracies as well. Right. So that people are asking the questions that you want them to ask and not finding the real truth about what did they find on the moon. Okay. <laughs> right. But like you just don't Is that his point that they yeah, can't so. the moon? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, like and Mars, he's like they'll they'll probably find remnants of civilizations up there, but like not not going to find Martians going about their day. Yeah, but they might find technology and architecture. But again, like with all this inside information and, and stuff he's uncovered, yeah, tell us. Yeah, don't just like oh no, I've got all this. Uh, reminds me of of Alex Jones, who likes to talk about his you know FBI insiders and his, his knowledge of things. Mm. There's no evidence that these things exist. It's just he's created this world in his head that, that somehow works. So this is what he said. So when we landed on the moon, they're going to go and they're going to give you something to chew on. They go and they find a conspiracy. Oh. Yeah, pin moon cheese. They're going to plan out the conspiracy. They made everyone think that we never went there. That way, when you ask questions, you're asking questions that they want to ask. They didn't want the conspiracy to be the real fucking question which, which is that's not on us. That yeah, was that's Tom DeLong. Yeah. yeah, what was the real fucking? <laughs> which oh, is double down. That's us. <laughs> that's on us. <laughs> well, I had to. You keep interrupting me. I have to go back and start the thing again. They didn't want the conspiracy to be the real question, which is what was there when we got there. The place they placed the conspiracy, just like nine eleven. Oh come on, Tom DeLong. The main thing is the terrorists did it. The backup story conspiracy they fed you was, no, it was an inside job. What's the third story? All right. Another nation state, an extra nation state, you know, who did it? I don't know. We know, but... Yeah, we do know. Yeah, we do know. Well, Tom DeLonghi reckons maybe we don't. Put up or shut up, Tom DeLonghi. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, did this happen? Yes, it did. But did it or did it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, is crowdfunding this? Is this the yes, crowdfunding? Yes, yeah. uh, I couldn't see on their website where, what they were up to. But right. uh, the last thing I saw was something like $300,000 or something. Right. Um, well, I think this is going to be one of those things in five years' time we're going to be like, whatever happened to that? Yeah. And Tom DeLonghi would have just put out a new bloody best of Blink-182 album. Yeah. Damn it will be obviously re-released. Yep. Go to the top of the charts because it's a good song. And then, yeah, we'll never hear about this again. Yeah. Are you sure we're not going to hear about Secret Machines with a K, the best-selling franchise that they're going to put out? Well, so one of the guys wrote a book. Mm. The CIA guy wrote a book, Secret Machines with a K. Yeah. So that's kind of his claim to fame. So there's going to be a, a thriller novel, an academically researched non-fiction series and an upcoming documentary. But they also have a dystopian young adult franchise called Poet Anderson. So are they actively trying to predictively program us? Well, Poet Anderson is about predictive programming. Right. Well, sort of. It's about how dreams can prepare us for real-life events, which is not how predictive programming works. So this is all part of Tom DeLonghi's thing, all this media. Yeah, so it's, it's also out. an entertainment company. Right. Uh, and they one of the old guys got up and explained why it was an entertainment company. It didn't really make sense. I think the answer was that he said he'd give me money to do more of my Trashy books. Mm. Uh, yeah. 
all of these guys. So there's a guy who worked for the CIA. Mm. Uh, well, okay, the CIA guy worked as a consultant for a company called Jim Sem, uh, which his name is Jim Semivan. <laughs> right. <laughs> he worked as a consultant for the intelligence community on classified topics, including intelligence community leadership training, right. CIA tradecraft training, and intelligence community programs for countering weapons of mass destruction. So he did, but he did work for the CIA. He worked for the director of operations for 25 years. Yeah. But then he started his company named after like Jim Sim. Jim Sim. There's this guy that worked as the CEO of Earth Tech International. Yep. Which he's like a laser guy. There's this guy that worked. You got to get a laser guy. Yeah. Seems like a crew. There's a guy that worked for Lockheed. There's the Lockheed Martin guy. There's uh, Luis Elizondo, the director of global security. Oh, I'm glad they've got one of those. Yep. Yeah. He was pretty – I remember seeing him on the video and he was he was pretty buff. Like if you want someone after security. Take him on. Uh, am I going to take him on? No, he could take on like any threats. To the Most globe. threats. Not like The Rock would probably beat him. He was a special agent. Uh, he worked for the US Army, the Department of Defense and a few other things. Ran clandestine operations throughout Latin America and in the Middle East. Uh, there's Chris Mellon, who worked for the Carnegie Museum of Natural History. Right. Do you reckon he's like the nerd? Uh, maybe, yeah. Natural history. But he did work for the Secretary, Secretary of Defense for Intelligence in the Clinton and Bush administrations. Jeez, see? He's got some heavy hitters. They've got like a genetics technologies guy. But, like, are all of these people just the, like the cookedest people from each of these fields? Well, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So... The Dr. Hal Pudoff is the guy that's the Yuri Gala guy. Um, and he's been called a pseudoscientist. Yeah. Outside of his science stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. Because one of these guys, Dr. Colm Kelleher, who's a biotech guy, who's worked for like a bunch of real sounding companies, but he also is the author of the book Hunt for the Skinwalker, which sounds... Sus AF. Yeah. It sounds like it's about searching for one of those dudes that can turn into an animal. Ah, yeah, like yeah, Like the Native yeah. American sort of werewolf sort of thing. Also, like all of these bios are really complicated and have all of these real sounding things in them. But I'm sure like anyone who's been, you know, doing stuff for 30 years can put together like a couple of paragraphs with all of their good sounding stuff and it doesn't have and I was asked to leave every one of these jobs. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a review of uh, Hunt for the Skinwalker. It was described as a controversial book. Yeah. Uh, this review says, the title is almost completely misleading in that there is very little evidence or exploration of skinwalkers. So there you go. He didn't even bloody bother to, to hunt for the skinwalker. But is that reviewer cooked though? Are they like, is he like, the skinwalkers a metaphor and they're like, not enough skinwalkers in this book. Uh, at one point the author even states the title of this book mentions a hunt for skinwalkers. So it's fair to ask whether we found any, but no. But <laughs> did they not find any because they did not go looking or is it because they no, no, looked they, but they didn't went, find? There's a lot of like um, descriptions of UFO sightings, cryptozoological creature sightings um, and yeah, there's a whole bunch of UFO stuff. Is really. this the reviewer or is this the book? This is the reviewer talking about the book. Okay. In that um, case, fine. That is cooked. 
but I don't want a reviewer who's like, oh, the thin blue line, hardly any blue lines and the ones that were were quite thick. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. They are probably, you're probably right in the – he's managed to round up the only dudes that are retiring from these places. That are, what else am I going to do? This guy's going to give me some money to yeah. look at some cooked things. Yeah. But it's like Jump that in. guy couldn't even keep the, the cooked – Bits out of his bio. Yeah. He's like, oh, Tom DeLonge's like, I need your bio to be one paragraph longer. He's like, oh, but I'm out of non cooked stuff. <laughs> All right, here we go, skinwalkers. <laughs> <laughs> so, where, where, where's Tom DeLonge going to end up? Uh, back in Blink 182 in five years' time. Yeah. Never going to hear. Well, we are going to hear about this again, but it's never going to amount to anything. We're never going to see in our lifetime a ball of light, a ship that can turn into a ball of light and disappear. And go somewhere meaningful with meaningful cargo. All right, it's a little, little bit further than I would have gone. <laughs> Why just, not? Just didn't want to get caught out on technicality of like, oh no, we created this tiny one and it's a ship. There's nothing in there, but it's a ship. Well, like, all right, none of us are gonna you know live to old age. Put uh, me in the grave. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like in our lifetime, maybe. I mean, I, I'm gonna say in our lifetime, Tom DeLonge is not gonna. Be the one who comes up right with the uh, warp technology. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah, it's doable. Okay. Elon Musk might. Yeah. Oh, Musky. If Musky's involved, then but all bets are off. Elon Musk might just be like, oh, let's prove that we're in a simulation by blowing it up. Yeah. It's like, cheers, Elon. There was some news about the simulation where someone came out and said, no way. There's no chance for a simulation. Here's why. Mm. And it was like pretty credible. Like, oh, that makes yeah. sense. But, like, if you're running the simulation and you're like, oh, all of the recursive simulation chatter happening is massively taxing mm. my motherboard, mm. uh, wouldn't you just write in someone super credible saying, oh, no, there's no way? Sounds like you're running a simulation here, Cam. I think with Tom DeLonge, I don't think Tom DeLonge is going to be uh, the one who invents. Uh, Transdimensional travel or whatever. Mm-hmm. Someone might come up with a f- super fast spaceship, though. Yep, they can do crazy things with lasers. Maybe his academy is going to be the catalyst. Whoever comes after them will do it. I reckon they're going to come up. This uh, like their ghost database. Mm. That could be interesting. I know that I was like, oh, let's apply machine learning to ghosts. But like, what if you did and you like solved ghosts? What people see things in the night when they're half asleep. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, yeah, your algorithm's going to be like, oh, yeah, a lot of sleepy people. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we've noticed that uh, since uh, everyone has a camera in their pocket, uh, they've gone way down. Yeah. <laughs> so there must be something in the, in the phones that keeps them away. Bloody phone EMP. So what do you land on, Tom DeLonghi? Um, I like the romanticism of it. I don't think anything's going to happen. Mm. Any housekeeping? Oh, I got lots, but not really. There's a Julian Assange. He's been in the news. Oh, uh, yeah. He's in a feud with Hillary Clinton. God, he's calling her a witch or something. So, Hillary Clinton was on the Seven Thirty Report, or yeah, something like that. No, Four Corners. Four Corners. ABC Four Corners. Doing an interview about oh, everyone else. It was everyone else's fault. Clearly. Like, why are you doing this on Australian TV? Yeah, that's a weird thing. But she's been doing like a world tour of interviews. She's got a book to sell. I suppose. 
I would have, if I was Hillary Clinton, I'd be like, look, this book sells itself. Mm. Let me just live in the woods. Yeah. As I clearly want to. But, um, Julie, apparently she slags off Julian Asangi in the, in the interview. Mm. By the way, this is how everyone should pronounce his name. Yeah. Uh, and Asangi's like, where's me right of reply? And of course, Four Corners being, you know, so stupid. Mm. They're like, yeah, of course you can have a right of reply. Let's get as much Asangi on our screens as we can take. But uh, he also, he was tweeting, it. he went on a massive tweet, Robbo-esque tweet storm. Mm, not like Robbo, but. <laughs> about how, uh, you know, there's something, just something about Clinton, like, it's not quite right. Oh, he called it like soulless or something, didn't he? Yeah, he's like, just look at her eyes. Look at her eyes. And then there's all of these massively cooked replies. I tweeted a couple of them, but someone was like, I'm a psychic. And I saw during the debates, there was like a creature. Like yeah. Standing next to her. I'd never seen anything like it before. Right. And someone's like, Julian, I know you don't believe in possession, but seriously, this is what's going on. Get that WikiLeak. But then um, the Alec Baldwin Foundation replied to him with like a burn on him about Russia or something. <laughs> so what? Firstly, the Alec Baldwin Foundation, what are you doing? Yep. But secondly, why are you doing this in Julian Assange's replies and like buried way down in them? Oh, you saw it. And I imagine a lot of people read them, right? Maybe. But he also, the other thing he tweeted besides this weirdness was like a secret code. Oh, that's right, a hash or something. Mm. Um, Which he's done this a few times. Yeah. So the theory is, or Sean Hannity, the Fox host who's... Yeah. Um, he's he, the guy that was uh, cuckoo for the um, stuff, that's for the Seth Rich thing, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also famously said he'd be waterboarded for charity or something to prove that it uh, isn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> never did. No. No, never did. Um, See, I've got so – I, I can't respect that because, you know, there's a few people that did get waterboarded. Mm. Like um, Christopher Hitchens got waterboarded. Ah, the He's, bloody he, famous boozer, Christopher yeah. Hitchens. But he was like <laughs> – Hitchens was like, oh, you know, waterboarding, it's not too bad. Yeah. Do what we gotta do. Yeah. Then he got waterboarded, and afterwards he was like, "Nah, you can't do that." <laughs> now someone hand me one of those bloody Cubans. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a cigar. <laughs> gotta fill my lungs back up. You gotta cut all the stuff where I was like trying to describe it. I was like, "You loved a sneaky cigar and a drink." I'm sure he did. These are both we're making us look like we knew a lot. Yeah, about Yeah, these him. are both things that we know about Hitchens, <laughs> not you, <All> right. <laughs> listener. We ne- we didn't cut anything out. Um. Can I? I watched I watched some waterboarding waterboarding videos on YouTube once. Yeah, it looks pretty bad. Uh, so I was like, oh, maybe I'd give it a shot just to see. And I, oh, no, I don't want to do that. It's bad. Try it on you. You try it on me. But yeah, thanks, man. Here's, thanks. My, here's my level of respect thing. It would go someone who says they'll get waterboarded, and then afterwards they're like, we have to stop waterboarding people. Yeah. Would go at the top. Yeah. Then I don't know someone who gets waterboarded and they're like, "This is fine to do to people." Yeah, I'd be like, "You obviously didn't get waterboarded properly. You're at the bottom." Yeah, and then someone who's like, "Oh, I'll show that waterboarding's fine. I'll get waterboarded," and then they don't do it. Actually, they're at the bottom too. But like, it's a weird thing where the bottom keeps moving because those <laughs> two just keep swapping around. Anyway, so he was saying that there's going to be a big announcement tomorrow at time of recording. Yeah, so everyone's like, oh, "Is it related to the Julian Assange? Sorry, Asangi hash tweet?" Um, and is it related to bloody Donald Trump who said, what did he say? 
uh, Storm's Coming, Calm Before the Storm. Yeah. Apropos of nothing. Yeah. Well, wasn't it apropos of uh, I'm about to nuke? I think so, yeah. But like, so a lot of people taking that and running with it and going, oh, what's Trump going to, he knows, he knows. And people are again trying to tie it into Pizzagate. Hannity also quote tweeted the the hash thing with like question marks. Like what? Oh, right. And now he's like, (coughs) interesting. I guess we're going to find out tomorrow when I'm editing this. But like Asangi's done all this. Like he tweeted out, remember, well, not tweeted out, but remember the, like the insurance file? Mm. That this was back before he was, you know, a weird little closet rapist. Yeah. But uh, he had the insurance file that everyone downloaded. Yeah. And it was like, if uh, he doesn't like log in to WikiLeaks for 12 hours or something, the code goes out to open it. Yeah. And we get all the secrets. Yeah. So it was like, that was, what, 10 years ago or something? Yeah. That info can't be that good anymore. Yeah. If I was – because I think part of the idea was that they didn't like, they're like, oh, we don't know what's in it. So maybe it's bad enough that we can't knock him off. Mm. But at this stage it'll be like, oh. Surely his internet's been out for more than 12 hours, isn't it, by now? Maybe. Hmm. When I was in London I went on a bus quite close to where a Sangy's holed up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thinking about getting out and going and yelling something. Yeah. What would you yell? I don't know. Where's Pamela? Yeah, good one. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we wrap this up? Do we have any other housekeeping? I think that's about it. Is it the JFK files coming out yeah. like next well, week? There was news reports saying a whole bunch had gone missing, but yeah. I think they were erroneous news reports and it's still to be released on the 26th they're or 27th. With, they're with his brain. I'm going yeah. to I'm gonna have to be released by the 26th. Uh, okay. This is the law maybe. Right. Um, maybe they're just hoping that nuclear war starts and – Slide it under the door then. Has been leading to a lot of discussion. Mm. Uh, also like some dumb discussion. Like there was there was some article where it's like, oh, it's the year of the conspiracy because of the JFK release. It's like, well, I think we're already there. Yeah, it's the year of conspiracy because there's a crazy conspiracy theorist who's the president of the USA. Yeah. If people want to find us on the web, yep. they can go to hypothesis. They can go to the hypotheticalinstitute.com or just hypotheticalinstitute.com. Uh, they can find us on iTunes mm-hmm. where they can leave us a rating or a review. Have we, we had got, any new reviews? Yeah, we've got a new one. Oh. We're up to 23 ratings and we've got a new review. Okay. Nice. Uh, it said the truth is the opposite of what we say. Five stars. Right. All right. Mixed messages. Yep. <laughs> and you can also find our gear on Redbubble. Uh, at the time of recording, there's a t- one of their rare 20% off sales that's happening. Yeah, right. Yeah. Get on that. Now, by the time you're listening to this, uh, you may be six to 12 hours away from their next 20% off sale. Yeah. So just Check keep an eye on it, yeah. yeah. Maybe make it your homepage. Every uh, time there's a sale, pick up some new merch. Robbo, where can they find you? You can get me at Ale of a Time and aleofatime.com. I am at Saltmarsh on Twitter, Andrew Saltmarsh Illustration on the Facebook. And you can find me at Sexenheimer on the Twitter and gather around me on Facebook and iTunes for my other podcast. There we go. Good work. Good to see you again. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about a thing Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians I said don't worry about a thing Except maybe the fluoride in our water supply contains Drugs. Ooh, don't worry about 
accept whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia. I said, don't worry about a thing. I accept. You can definitely hear John Lennon say, I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever. Ooh, don't worry about a thing. Except not only did Bush do 9 11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which let's not forget where all of the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing. Except Donald Trump is clearly a woman, and you're just blind if you can't see that. Why don't you open your eyes?